0: Thanks for joining me again today at A Curious Child, a podcast about writing songs, about music, about people, about the stories and the the behind-the-scenes things in production. I'm in my studio again, my little my little home studio. I have two mics again. One on my voice, one on my guitar, and I have a fifth. I have a capo on the fifth fret of the guitar. As part of today's song story, if you've seen my videos, you'll know that I also I write songs around the piano and other instruments. And I promise I will do a podcast soon around the piano. I'll make it a bit more a little diverse, a bit more diverse, other than just having um, guitar centered things. Every song is a place that starts. It starts somewhere. It's it's inspired by something. And the, the nature of a songwriter is someone who's curious. And sometimes it's a curiosity to explore something we've seen or heard. And that's where I was in this state. I was yeah, – I'm trying to think what year it was. But I was – I had a band and I was – you know, we had good friends and I was writing songs – we were performing them in Australia. We get a few gigs in Singapore and Philippines, and I'm trying to think I think England perhaps and there was a record stirring inside of me, and it was a record that was a little different from that which i had done already before and because I was playing in um started to play much more in clubs, even though the band I was in were actually came from playing in church together. We were going out and playing. Like uh, manly jazz festivals and unusual things, and so anyway, this this song this song started stirring inside of me, and and so I it actually the inspiration came from watching a young couple in my life at that time. They're really good friends, and seeing some of the hard moments of uh, relationships they went through with with people around them, and I don't actually remember now the specifics of what. They chose to do. I just know it was very different. They they chose to do everything different from what their friends thought they should do, and so therefore their friends, you know, boycotted boycotted them and told them they were fools and and actually badmouthed. One particular friend of theirs badmouthed them publicly, and in the sort of thing that happened in a in another world, another type of the world, you might actually sue them. But but what was remarkable was watching how they actually did turn the other cheek. They never once retaliated with harsh words back. They didn't share any gossip they had on those other friends or those people in their lives. They just took it and loved them and didn't give up on those friendships. And what was amazing to all of us, I think that most of us would, you know, if if they went went and punched the guy in the nose or something, he'd be quite forgiven for doing that, but... You know, they didn't do that. They actually just really loved and waited and be patient, which is actually one of those things that love is supposed to be. Love is supposed to be patient and kind. And so, you know, that was so inspiring to me that therefore I had to write a song about it. Good people stay through the stormy weather The house. Build on rock. It's funny for me to listen to these recordings of 1992. I think this is such a long time ago, and this was the days when I was just starting um, to make my own records, and I had yet to find my my own identity as a as a singer. I I was so nervous about singing. I could play guitar well, and I I played lots of records for other people as a guitarist, but as a singer, I really didn't know who i was and i'd sort of flit in between different sounds i can hear that i can hear that young chris in there that's going is is this okay like a little puppy dog and uh but so that but and the sound too it's a 90s sound lush with big reverb and and lots of vocals and big reverb on the drums it's kind of interesting to listen to that now but that was a really popular sound in the 90s um the big Whitney Houston albums The big Pizza Terra Chicago You know, hit those beautiful big ballads Had lots of reverb and lots of Lush background noise and everything mm-hmm. Let me sing it, how I sing it now is so different Let me sing uh, an acoustic version Just, this is like the second This is the same verse, so Good people stay through the stormy weather That beats the house Built on rock Lasts forever Such a different way of playing. Same lyrics, same story, different aged person singing it. But the idea too, when I looked at these people's lives, you know, again, as I you'll hear me say this many times in the songwriting lessons I do, that my job as a songwriter, or our job as a songwriter, as a storyteller, is to tell the stories of other people. It may be we may be telling their story through our own story. We're interpreting it, but we're that's our job. So I I, I wrote that for this this couple, these two people, but also. Where's the core message of this story? What is the core thing I'm trying to say? And really it actually I was trying to write a very simple non-religious version of the gospel which I, the gospel to me is the gospel of love about forgiving your enemy, forgiving your neighbor, loving your neighbor and forgiving your enemy at, at, at all costs. And so I you know I, I went through and found little verses from the Bible that I could rethink and rewrite. And that's how I wrote it. There's actually a parable that Jesus says about, you know, the, the man that built his house on sand or the man who built his house on rock. You know, that when the when the weather and the storm comes, the sand is washed away, but the rock will be forever. And that was where that that's where that concept came from comes from. But it's also the notion of, you know, in a community or a society that good people, good people who do love through adversity, through tough times, they can make a difference. Let me play the second verse of this song uh, in this big Lush, the Lush version. Good people give To the needy and the poor No matter the cost Someone gave them much more There's a part of the songwriter that it has to be like a, a bit of a voyeur, if that makes sense. And I don't know how many times, for fun, I may have stood at a corner of a, of a busy city street and just watched someone walk past and then imagine what their life would be. And I would say, oh, I think that person's a, a murderer. Or I say that person is, yes, they're married with two children. They're not happy right now, I can see it. I would just create kind of a, a little story about them. And that that's a that's a process or a habit that I really encourage you to do. And I would I've got you know you'll see in my videos that I have notepads up the Wazoo, well not up the Wazoo they wouldn't fit up there. I have so many notepads, little uh, moleskin books, and pad, you know in in briefcases and cupboards in bookshelves. I've always got something I'm writing in. So when I meet when I see someone on a train or on a bus or in an airport they're interesting, something happens or, or, or things that are said in public, just things that are a throwaway line, I'm always writing them down and they always end up in a song somewhere. And that's actually kind of how, really a big part of how this, uh, this happened with this song, with these people. Especially in the chorus And in the chorus is something that um, You'll always forget a hook It's actually in this song It's a part of the, uh, the form of a song Usually it goes verse, chorus, verse, chorus Bridge, chorus, out In modern songs There's a thing called pre-chorus And I don't write a lot of pre-choruses But this song is a pre-chorus Which is the part that says For they have learned the secret Hidden from the wide Yeah, they have learned the secret of love. Which is the chorus into the love section. This is kind of where a little moment, a little pause, where you might look into the camera and say. All these things are important, but if you can learn the secret of love, the one that's hidden from the wise people, from the politicians, from the powerful people, if you can learn to carry this secret of love and put it into your life, then that's what, that's that's the power there. And in the writing the chorus, the chorus is so simple. Love. The, it's the beauty of the harmonies on this, particularly this recording of Jackie Brigstock, Chris Musa, Richard Fowler. I don't know who else, maybe there's others on there. But there's a sound, this rich sound of, 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 of oneness in the singing of it, which just gives it that, that vibe. I've, loved. I've loved. You'd like the court chart uh, and the lyrics for this song, and possibly you'd like a little lesson on songwriting. Uh, like a, it's a continued conversation from this podcast. You can just drop by my Chris Folson website and click the coaching tab, and you'll see a little subscription thing. Subscribe to uh, the A Curious Child lessons, and they're just they're free lessons. And uh, how you navigate, if you do do that, um, a few people have asked me because they're sort of getting lost. Um, maybe it's confusing, which, you know, if I can complicate something, I will. It's my nature. But if you click on this subscription subscription uh, button, it takes you to another site called Thinkific. And up there, you, you have to join. It's pretty quick. Um, and then once you're in those lessons, you can scroll down the left-hand side. You'll see a little uh, menu. And you can just choose the podcast of interest. They're all named based on these songs. And so if you just wanted this one for argument's sake, you'd go to the song about, um, or the lesson about uh, good people. And in this lesson, for this song, um, I'm just talking about the chords that I love to play over and over again. It's in the chorus of the song, because that's where I started the song. I just love playing them so much that, you know, I'd, I'd wake up in the morning, grab my guitar and play these chords. And that's where this song came from in that sense, the creative side and so for you, if you're a songwriter or a musician, I want to help you find your own chords that you love to play. Because when you love playing something over and over again, it becomes part of you. And if it becomes part of you and you just really love it, other people can hear it in your playing. And that's what you should be using in your songs or, the, or when you're interpreting other people's songs. You're finding the little chord shapes and patterns that just create an atmosphere. And if you can do that, then you'll reach so many more people with your songs or your musicianship and you'll just also enjoy it so much more. If you haven't read this book uh, by Malcolm Gladwell called um, David and Goliath, it's got some incredible stories in there of you know, yin and yang, right and wrong, black and white, the differences of, of what decisions can make. And there's one particular story, without giving too much away, of two families that had tragedy happen in their lives and they both had lost children to uh, a criminal act for someone who probably should have stayed, should have been in prison and wasn't. And uh, one of the families went, took it to the high court even though they lost their daughter, they just was so angry, they took it to the courts and they had the law changed. So someone like this would never get out again. And the second family didn't do that. They didn't start a non profit or a charity or anything. They just hung in there and actually went to the prison and forgave the person who did the terrible crime. Which is sounds crazy. How could they do this? And it's not the easiest thing to do in the world, but in in the history of it, looking back in twenty years, what you notice is the difference in in forgiving, and the difference in being angry and taking it out. And so, the family that went to court and changed the law, that family broke up. The husband and wife um, they're still bitter. When you hear them spo- uh, hear them speak, I've actually read recent um, editorials they've posted in newspapers, and they're still angry, and they still want. Th- and I, who, who cannot under- we we can all understand their anger. And, you know, knock on, knock on wood that never happens to me. But watching the life of the other people, how they forgave and how their family stayed together. They, 20 years later, this, the, 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 the husband and wife who lost their daughter, they're still married, they're still together. And they have a grace about them when you hear them speak or when you hear them, you know, comment on something. It's a choice we all have to make to forgive our enemy and love somebody that doesn't deserve love. But anyway, that's where this song came from. And, you know, I'm writing a song that, boy, I hope I could live up to in my own life. But that's, that's the concept of love to me. Love is something that feeds me when I love other people. And of course, if I, if I write a song about love... I have to be put to the test myself. Uh, you know, it's not not just it's not fair to be like a, a man on a pulpit and tell everybody else to love and not love yourself and not act love out in the community myself. So I definitely have had let many opportunities. And there's one that really, 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 really rings loud to me, is that there's a bunch of us helping out in a little community in Los Angeles. And we we're helping, you know, people who are poorer than us find places to live and we're moving moving their property and fixing up their apartments and there's one particular person in this group that I just did not get on with and they were just different they thought if I thought it was right they thought it was left I thought it was black they thought it was white it's just I just ugh, wanted to kill them you know metaphorically speaking of course and um, and one of my friends noticed this and he said to me, you know, like I think God sent that person to you to make you a better person. And I'd just, you know, grin and go, yeah, same to you, brother. But as things happened one day, we found ourselves the only people to arrive at a certain time to help one of our new friends move. We had to get all the furniture and they hadn't packed up their boxes and they were ill-prepared for the day ahead and we had to work out how to get all their stuff into this small u haul truck. And at first when I saw that he was there, I was like, oh, I groaned, No, not him. Maybe he felt exactly the same as me. But something happened in the course of us, we had to find we had to solve this problem. And the truck wasn't big enough in our first, you know, our first look. But we t- we rolled our sleeves up and we worked together, and by the end of the day, we were laughing and and laughing with each other at our stupidity, laughing at our mistakes, celebrating that we actually you know worked out how to pack this truck, and then everybody else arrived after we'd almost finished the thing, and that ama- it's amazing to me that that person has had, that person became a really good friend of mine, and is one of my better friends in my life today. And it all came f- from a place where I had to love the person that was different from me. And uh, so I, you know, I write the song, and I also live the song. Yeah, they have of love, of love, Thanks for. Uh, putting up with me again with my little rambling about songwriting and the process of songwriting. Um, You might have noticed that, if you're a really keen songwriter, that I didn't have a bridge for this song. I had verse, pre-chorus, chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, and I couldn't sort of work out a bridge. I just didn't have anything more to say, so I did a key change, I did a guitar solo, and that was my bridge, something that the record label, when I first signed to them, thought was wrong. Why did you do that? Why didn't you do something else? And I just, that's what I heard in my head. And on a note, on this way, is this actually this song, this was my most successful radio song in America. It was a, actually quite a big hit in college radio in 1993, 94. And um, it opened the door for me to tour the world. I toured Europe and toured the States. And uh, I, <laughs> I can shake my fist at the record label I said, you know, I think it was that guitar solo That little thing that you didn't like But for whatever reason, we never know why someone's going to like a song But radio really liked this song And uh, the rest is history (laughs) Thanks for joining me today in A Curious Child. I hope I've helped you to be a little curious yourself about life, about songs, about love maybe. Maybe I've uh, put a little idea in your head about someone in your life that you could love that you don't love at this moment. I have a long list when I, you know, I can tell you that story about the guy in the truck, but I could just go on forever about loving someone I don't love. That's the great uh, joy of life. Anyway, I'll leave you with the rest of the song. Um, If you want uh, to continue this conversation, then visit me at chrisvolson.com. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. You Send me some questions, and if I can, I'll answer them in in the forthcoming podcast. Cheerio from me.